0: Hey, welcome to GC three sixty five. It's December fifteenth. Terry, they only have two weeks left of this year's reading. That's a, that's amazing. If you've been reading the one year Bible, you're so close to the finish line. Don't quit. Don't. I mean, read every day. It's it's going to be huge. Now I have a, a friend with me here today, Terry Christensen. Terry, you've been a Christian how many how many years? Oh, since I was. 12 or something 12, like okay. that. 12, okay. Which uh, is a few years, right? Yes. <laughs> and <laughs> yes, what do you do for like... a
1: living? What do you? Uh, I work at Boeing in noise engineering. So, you're an engineer. Yeah. Yep.
0: Okay. So, Terry, as a Christian, we've been doing this one year Bible reading and all this, <clears throat> but I like to talk to, to people about the power of the scripture in their life. How has the Bible changed your life? I think it's helped me set the course and stay Mm -hmm. on the course, I guess. Uh, Yeah, uh, Now you've heard a million sermons, right? Probably, I don't know a million, million, but but a lot. Right. But it still is fresh to you, is that right? Is it still? Learn something new every every time I come. Yeah. Yeah, and even in your reading. So you've read the Bible, you've read it a lot, you do that. When does it become really powerful, you, in your life?
1: I think we're, Really kind of revealing is when you look back and realize Mm. all these things that have happened, they only make sense if there's God involved, right? Right, that's exactly right.
0: You you kind of see, well, that's what that meant. Yeah. uh, Okay, so everyone's reading. We're all on December 15th. And if you're reading, we're reading this entire book of Micah today. There's four chapters here. We're gonna read four chapters of the book of Micah. So have you ever heard a sermon on the book of Micah? Not that I recall. Okay, yeah. and I've never preached on the book of Micah. I'm not sure there's enough here to preach on it. So maybe if you're reading this, you're going, ah, this is just another story of somebody telling the bad things that are going to happen. And mm-hmm. when you look at the Old Testament and some of these prophets that had some, they had a tough job to kind of, they gave a lot of bad news. I uh, <laughs> I think it gives meaning to the gospel, which is such a contrast to the bad news, the prophecy, but now it's the, the gospel is the good news, right? right? It's so good. So let me just hit a couple of these things. As, as you look at your reading, as as we do, uh, one of the very first things that stands out to me in chapter one is um, this word that says, my people's wound is too deep to heal. It is reached to, into Judah and even to the gates of, of Jerusalem at the very beginning, you find out that this Micah was around during Ahaz and Hezekiah. And some of these kings were actually good kings in Judah. Uh, But Samaria Samaria and Jerusalem are actually really close to each other. We were talking about it earlier. They're kind of on two mountaintops. You can actually see each other from these mountaintops. And Samaria is this... uh, is the capital of all of Israel, and Jerusalem is the capital of Judah. And Judah had been more faithful to God than Israel. Israel mm-hmm. uh, during Ahaz and Jezebel's time really went down. Yeah. Um, but here, here's this Micah saying, hey, listen, the sins of Israel are leaking into Judah, which mm-hmm. I think is really interesting. And, and uh, you can see that he says, this is a wound that's really deep. Then you go to chapter two, and and uh, he begins to give these judgments. Um, I will reward evil with evil. You won't be able to pull your neck out of the noose. You'll no longer walk around proudly. This is going to be a terrible time. This was to a group of people that were like in power at that time, and right. he gave them some pretty tough news. Uh, how would you like to be Micah, that guy that had to give that? <laughs> <laughs> Some ways we may be that way now, so. (laughs) Probably true. Well, I mean, think about uh, that. I know there's reasons why a lot of the prophets got killed because they didn't necessarily give great news. Uh So another thing that stands out to me though, even as I read this, I always try and find something. Is there any good news in here? And the last two chapters actually have a bit of good news. And this is kind of reminder uh, for me of the good news. I think it's chapter four that it talks about people from many nations will come and say, come, let us go to the mountain of the Lord, the house of Jacob. He will teach us his way and we will walk in his path for the Lord's teaching will go out. So people are all, I mean, this prediction in chapter four is talking about the future reign. When you think of that, when you read this, what does it make you think of? The
1: future reign is the rapture, right? I think right. When, God, when Jesus comes back and... Yeah. Um,
0: And we're all, so I've wondered, you know, they talk about the new Jerusalem, but I wonder if we're gonna hang out in the old Jerusalem for a while. I'm still trying to figure all that out. Uh, But what I like about this is that it says the mountain of the house of the Lord, and uh, it's gonna become the most important place on earth. Now, what's fascinating about this is that it's interesting to me that Jerusalem is like one of the most important places. Right, and it's on the mountain top. Right? Yeah, it is, it's it's a mountain, Mount Moriah, yeah. And I'll tell you, the other thing that's interesting is the moment they start building the temple, I think it's gonna usher in World War III. That's, Would you agree with that? Well, I think that's one of the signs,
1: right? Yeah, that's, it, um,
0: and that's the uh, Armageddon. But yet at the same time here, the prediction is that one day we're all gonna go there, we're gonna worship, people will come and go, um, I, I even like this. It says, everyone will live in peace and prosperity, enjoying their own grapevines. Uh, it says, the, Lord's, um, the Lord of heaven's armies has made this promise. So uh, it, it's, it's, um, it's a sure thing. So when you read Micah, maybe you don't get all of the things out of Micah, but one thing you can know is that there's a promise that there's a really good days ahead for Israel at mm-hmm. some point, and we get to be included right. in that, right? Now, Revelation. Okay, you got to tell the story. Uh, We were talking about Revelation. Growing up as a kid, when you think of Revelation, what did you think of? Uh, Well, I recalled when I
1: was a kid, the end of the world was happening then. Yes. And uh, still
0: feels like it today. (laughs) uh,
1: When I was a kid, I was watching Saturday morning cartoons. I don't even know if they have Saturday morning cartoons anymore. But uh, in the middle, the news came out that uh, Israel had invaded. Egypt and was taking over the East, West Bank, I guess it is. Yeah. And I thought for sure that this is it. Wow. And I had been,
0: I missed out somehow. Did it scare you? It scared the heck out of me. <laughs> <laughs> so. Well, that's a, I mean, that's a great story. And especially when you read this uh, uh, chapter six, it talks about the six seals. And when you read Revelation, what I like to do is focus on the things I understand not the things I don't understand, because here's John who has a vision. He's trying to describe what he sees in his mind. And I can't imagine looking even 50 years from now, how would we describe what we see? I don't even know whether we'd have the words, you know, and here it is thousands of years later, he's describing what he sees in his mind. And um, these six seals are kind of interesting. They're, They're all horses and each one of the horses ushers in a new season. Um, the first horse is a white horse, mm-hmm. and they're gonna win many battles. The second horse is a red horse. It's a sword, and it sounds like that's uh, the red, for a reason, it's gonna uh-huh. be a big slaughter. Uh-huh. And the the third one is um, a black horse, uh, holding the uh, p- scales in their hands. In other words, it's kind just, of like the judgment, just, just, right? Just. And the fifth horse um, is uh, a green horse, Whose name is Death? Again, the grave, and I suppose we're going to be fertilizer for that. <laughs> <earth. laughs> that's right. Um, and then the 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 fifth horse. I, I that maybe that was the fourth horse. This is a fifth horse that says um, he saw under the altar all those who had been martyred for the word of God and been faithful in their testimony. That, that's kind of an interesting um, interesting horse. Uh, yeah. You've heard a lot about martyrs and that sort of thing. Uh, does it, any of those stand out in some of the years of history of uh, martyrdom? Uh,
1: I don't have a good example, yeah. but I mean Stephen, I guess, was oh, one from the. Bible. That's exactly right. And, yeah, so he's uh,
0: going to be first I guess one he's there. The first one, and yeah,
1: during World War II, there was a lot. Of there really was. That, mm-hmm. uh, really gave their lives to like fight the
0: Nazis. We used to read the book Corten Boom. Yeah, which yep, is such so a neat right, Christian hiding place. Yeah, hiding places, those are good. Right. So then the sixth seal, it says there was a great earthquake and the earth became as dark as black cloth and the moon became as uh, as red as blood. Now, I, and when I think about all these things and this is the earth shakes and everything happens, this hasn't happened yet. Uh, people are continually waiting for it. We talked about this earlier. Yeah. It seems like it's written so that it could be, it could happen any day. No, yep. and yet it always has felt like it was going to be tomorrow. But it, here we are, years later, and it still hasn't happened. Yep. So, how, how do you handle that when you read Revelation and think about it? How How does that? I think it's
1: going to happen that way, but knowing the timing, yeah. I mean that's anybody's guess. And... You
0: got to live today. It's when I look right. at this, I think I need to live today, like it's yep. my last day. Yep. You no, know, every yep. day. Now go to Psalms, which is kind of interesting. If you've been reading Psalms, you know Psalms has long, they're usually longer and Proverbs tend to be real short. And here we have a short pro- Psalm and a long Proverb. And there isn't really anything uh that stuck out to me in the song. But the proverb was interesting. In fact, it made us laugh a little bit. It says, I am weary, oh God. I am weary worn out. I'm too stupid to be human. I lack common sense. Have you ever felt like that? I don't know. More than
1: I cared about. Yeah. <laughs> so.
0: yeah, but here's what I like. He asked his questions at the end of this deal. And he says, um, who has created the whole wide world? What is his name? And his son's name. Um, tell me if you know. So you get to have the right answer. what, what, well, what would you?
1: Think? Yahweh and Jesus. Or, yeah,
0: Yahweh or, and Jesus. Just, and so Yahweh. if you're listening, I mean you're you go, well, I know these, I know the answer to that. Yeah. Essentially, he said, you may feel like you're stupid, but those are the two answers you really need yeah. to know. That's uh, a good word for today. Yeah. Yeah. You know, as as we wrap this up, I wanna just challenge you. Finish this year's reading, but also think about joining us in this next coming season. When we start in January, and I'm going to challenge you to do this too, we're going to read the New Testament. And as we read it together, I'm going to preach on the seven days. So we're going to read that seven days before, and I'll take my message from that week before. So people that are reading can really connect into that. And I know you've done that from time to time. It's kind of helpful, isn't it? Yep. It is. So join us in that. Uh, We appreciate you joining us today, and we'll look forward to seeing you again on GC365.